Hey, babe. Hey. How's it going? It's going great. Is do it you, really? Do you know, do you happen to know why, why it's going is that? so great? Because I get to look at the most beautiful woman in the world every single day. <laughs> You're so sweet. Every single day. <laughs> Thank you, baby. You're welcome. Mm-hmm. You're so handsome. I'm here. Welcome to McNair Family Affairs Podcast. Thank you for rocking with your family yet again. Thank you for um, the consistent support. It means a lot. Yeah, definitely. So today I'd like to um, say one thing that I'm thankful for. I know we're a little bit late for Thanksgiving, but I want to say that I'm thankful for you all for keeping us inspired and wanting to uh, do this podcast as our contribution to the universe. So God is good for that. Thank you. I hope you all had a blessed Thanksgiving and you spent it with the people that love you and that you love in return. And I hope that you got back to the gym after your week. That's all. It's true. I mean, I'm thinking Thursday through Saturday, you probably was just... Pigging out. Yeah. Most definitely. (laughs) I know I'm up three pounds and it needs to go. It's not welcomed here. So um, that's pretty much what I'm going to be working on. (laughs) My waistline. Because it's so crazy. Because if y'all see me out here, my body's sloppy. It's not because of these kids. Because God was good to me when it came to these kids. It's because of the holidays. I don't know what she's talking about. I'm just saying. All right. So I want to kind of update you guys. So I've done... Tomorrow, well, today marks 30 days of not being active on social media. Mm-hmm. That's been interesting, babe. Has it? Yes. Okay. So as you all Talk about kept, kept up with, um, I've been leaning more towards no social media anyway. So I've spent the month of November not actively being engaged on social media. I've um, looked at it here and there based on... Whatever came up, because my husband, um, Demario pretty much monitors things just in case um, there's like a casting information or something that would be helpful towards my acting career. Maybe someone was reaching out and it was something important. But for the most part, I was not scrolling or spending time on social media this month. I feel like I got a lot more time in my day. Also, I think that I was a lot more intentional about the things that I decided to spend my time on. And I was able to check on some friends in real life. And I like that. Cool. I don't think I'm going to return. Oh, I don't. I think it's almost necessary for what I'm trying to achieve mm-hmm. in some capacity, but the way in which my presence will be there is still to be determined. But as far as me having it on my phone, scrolling through it throughout the day, I don't know if that's going to fit into what I see from my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. And I think that I have a crazy amount of anxiety that just doesn't exist anymore and i can't say that that was due to like scrolling on social media i think it was really due to my mindset and how i was like internalizing information i think that that gave me a lot of anxiety and feeling like i had to like keep up and just do more and do more on top of it already being my personality i think it was more amplified by the different things that i could see on social media or Mm -hmm. Being engaged with like different friends where they have different things going on. I'm like, oh, okay, you know, not envy, but like, okay, cool. You know, this is what I'm going to strive for. I'm going to go even harder today because I know that that's in my future. And just that, I'm like, nah, I just kind of want to be my own superhero and I want to visualize things I want for myself and, you know, not carrying the weight 
even if it's subconsciously, of like other people's worlds. Mm. I think that that has made this month like one of the best months I've had in a very, very long time. It's cool. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. I I was just going to say, I mean, if you, you know, you don't have to uh, use it, you know, crazy. Just the thing is the fight against the addictive properties. (laughs) Oh, it was a crazy to get off. It was so addictive addictive that i'd have moments where i picked up my phone and i'd type in the social media facebook or instagram and i just type it in without knowing mm-hmm. and i put a note in my phone where pretty much it anytime i typed it in it would pop up something else and it would remind me hey don't log into that and that mm-hmm. indicator to show how often i was doing it was extremely concerning to me because I do it so impulsively. I didn't know if it, it it's all consuming in my brain, contrary to it not being consuming in my world, if that makes sense. So my brain would do it in, like first thing in the morning, my brain would want to go to social media. So, you know, in my world, I could be like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to spend time with my family and stuff. My brain is like social media, social media is like so addictive. And not being on it and having to constantly like realize how much I would do that, I was pretty like disturbed by myself. Like, ew, like why are you doing this? But and it wasn't I, but it but you got better at it throughout the time though. I mean, when you first do it, you know, mm-hmm. you do that, you know. I mean, when you first stop, you know, you're gonna keep doing that. But over time you less and less and less, right? Absolutely. And I have like screen time on my phone that tells me how many times I picked my phone up, what was I doing. And uh, between day one and day 30, I went from doing it, I'm not going to tell you how many times I was doing it, it's <laughs> trifling, to not doing it at all. But I've been like looking into books and people's experiences of them quitting social media. And people, you know, they were really having bad withdrawals that lasted significantly longer. But mm-hmm. I think that because I had the desire to not be on there, that that helped me I kind of enjoy the process of not being on it a lot more and me like looking into the study and the science of what's happening in my brain. When I was, you know, experiencing the fear of missing out, I was aware that that's like a part of like the withdrawal process and I ain't missing out on nothing. Cause the reality is when I'm on social media, I'm missing out on life because you know, social media, on social media, you can create a whole new world that doesn't exist. And that for me was difficult because I got this whole world in front of me. That's beautiful. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. And I take it for granted every time I go into this virtual world that I share with people that don't really know me. That mm-hmm. makes sense. Like they can easily unfollow me and poof, you're on forever, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, but in real life, like these are the mother suckers that love you, right? So give them that time. And I feel like it made me a better wife. I think it made me a better parent in the last 30 days because I was able to be more intuitive to you all's needs of me from me. And I, and I appreciate that. I like that. I think that if I did return, I'd return in a different capacity that is very different than how I've been on before. Yeah. Super excited about that. Mm-hmm. So for Thanksgiving, um, every year, I, for the last, for as long as I can remember, I've always done service on Thanksgiving. One of the biggest things for me is like homelessness. I think that homelessness is obnoxious. I think that it should not be a 
discussion. I think that it shouldn't exist. It doesn't make sense in our culture for homelessness to be a thing. It pisses me off. It drives me crazy. It utterly disturbs me. It disturbs me the lack of resources for the mentally ill communities and for the drug addicted communities. I am utterly disturbed by that. So much so that typically throughout the uh, years for the holidays, I'll do something. And my main choice is always um, the homeless community. So grew up feeding the homeless community meals, hanging out, building relationships, grew up doing it. So this year, so when COVID hit, we were still doing service efforts, but we were mainly kind of doing it just outside of, I mean, inside of our home, like kind of taking food to um, local men's shelters and uh, creating meals and um, raising money and things like that. So last year, with the help of my acting coach, shout out to Mark McKinnon. If y'all don't know him, follow him. I think it's like the Mark McKinnon. He's pretty awesome. He helped me raise a lot of money last year so that we can, um, we could feed. How many people did we feed last year, honey? Um, I don't, I don't know. It was a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't even know. Don't remember. I don't remember. But we were able to feed a lot of people. Yeah. That's what we did last year. So this year, I was like, oh, I want to do something different. And I couldn't figure out what it was. So I was really beating myself up. And then thanks to you, babe, you uh, were able to secure me a spot into volunteer work. So this year, I did a little bit something different. Mm-hmm. I volunteered for a domestic violence rehabilit- rehabilitation effort. Mm-hmm. where people who have been who are in tough situations and want to rehab from those situations um this is a this was an organization that helped so this organization provides housing for people that for women that are trying to escape abusive partners with working with them i think i learned mm-hmm. a lot so i have like a history of like you know being like with domestic violence being in my family, also having experienced it for myself in my own rights. Um, with being and in, in that environment, I never really knew how I'd handle it because I thought it was, I, mean, I feel like it's extremely triggering and I like to be in like a really good mind spaces and I've never actually lived on the street. So when I see it, it's like, you know, you can only understand someone's experience as much as you could humanly understand it but until you like experience it it, it's different so I've never really experienced homeless even homelessness but I I have a sympathy towards it like we've lived in shelters and we've um you know we've been here and there a lot you know growing up but actually living out on the streets has been my experience so when I see it it more so hurts me more than it triggers me like PTSD type style. But when I am around domestic violence situations, it's extremely triggering to me because I'm like, oh my God, my heart starts sinking, my anxiety gets up. I start having like these like panic triggers. And I've like worked on these things with therapy and, you know, I find them to be very important to confront. But in this case, um, I was able to go there and work in these shelters and um, learn about the resources that they have for the community. So they have they house women of um, about fifteen women with children, women and children. They house house them for about fifteen. Um, sorry, they house about fifteen families. They house them for ninety days. There's a program that uh, gets them into placements and housing that is subsidized to what they can afford. And there's like a pathway program to keep them on the right track, give them resources for 
um, to really be on their own. So to get jobs, to get health care, to if they're struggling with addiction, to get them addiction resources and so on. And I found, and then what we did was we packed food for the families and we talked amongst the different volunteers and different people that were there about, you know, why this effort is important. The leader there also said that they were raising money for, to rehabilitate abusers, like men who abuse women in this particular case and people, and how they lost funding because the community said that, oh, I'm not paying for a rehabilitated abuser. Mm. And I thought that was extremely interesting because there is this misconception surrounded by domestic violence that needs to be attacked in order for the community to be able to do something about it. Uh Example. First, I'll say my stance. I believe that there should be resources for domestic violence victims and resources for those who are the domestic abusers. Mm-hmm. The reason being is because a lot of times we'll see that people who are in these relationships continue to be in the relationship or they'll go and find someone that will also put them into harm's way by creating a domestic violent relationship and the violence doesn't have to be just physical sometimes it's mental verbal financial there's a lot of different styles of abuses within these relationships but there's a trend of constantly going out there finding the same men that do the same things so for that to be the case we have to understand that the abusers are actually in some cases sought after and don't always understand why they do the things that they do. So I don't think anyone is at fault. I think it's more of an observation that sometimes people have these gravitational pulls to, to each other. And I think it's trauma bonding, but also it's the only thing they know. Sometimes people only feel love when someone is abusive towards them because in their fundamental child years of their life, they experienced it and they made sense in their mind of it to the point where as they became adults, they can recognize, okay, this probably isn't right. But the feeling that I get from it makes me feel like you care about me. That's huge because the abusers are like in the environments of, oh, in order for me to show you that I care about you, I got to go above and beyond and ways of expression and sometimes, not excuse, but I have to go above and beyond to express myself to show you how much I love you. So I got to take it there every single time. And then once we start, you got to finish. So you got to take it to places that you never knew that it would be. And now, now it's like an out of control situation. And then when someone tries to leave, you play, like there was so much gray between what's too far and what's not too far that the signal to someone that says, oh, it's over typically triggers abandonment issues that goes deeper into psychology. I'm not a psychologist or clinical expert, Jack, and, you know, whatever, but just to kind of bring awareness that it's it's all connected in many ways. And as I volunteered with this organization to help women, I really wish that there were more avenues that could also help men and people could recognize that men also need help mm-hmm. and that all of it is working together. Right. Well, yeah, I would say 
I probably agree with that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have much experience, so, <laughs> you know, I can't really talk about it, like, as in-depth. Yeah. But, yeah. I, yeah. I mean, I think everyone should just have resources to better themselves at, for anything that they want to, that, that, that can, you know, be better for them. So, yeah. you know, somebody needs to be able to understand, you know, what is triggering them to be the way that they are. You know, they got to figure that out. And then by doing that, you can, uh, okay, this is root cause now. How do I, be you know, be better? Yeah. And what I found to be interesting is um, the staff of the organization was like, most of the time, all the resources you pour into people, most of the time, people go back. Yeah. They go back every time, almost. Mm -hmm. Rarely do people leave and stay gone. Yeah. That just goes to show that to turn a blind eye to mediation of the abuser is almost just pacifying the bigger issue. Right, because you're not going to solve anything. How do you solve it? And the approach to rehabilitating is interesting. I wouldn't know where to begin because I've never been a man and I've never been an abusive man or even an abusive woman. So I mm -hmm. don't really tag into that. But as far as, you know, the community, I think that we could lend a little bit more, you know, resources mm -hmm. and societal like acceptance of you need help more than, oh, throw him up under the jail and then throw away the key and what does that solve? So I, so to get into more solution-based responses, I mm -hmm. think it would better all communities, not just the disenfranchised. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And what another thing is, the, and one of the reasons why I decided, okay, I'm not going to go with like kind of um, doing the homeless the community this year is I experienced something really, really scary. Did we talk about this on this podcast? I don't know. If we even, about the girl and about. the guy? Oh, no, I don't think so. No. Okay. So I don't think we talked about this, but it was a while ago and I was leaving a store and I saw a woman and she had a baby that looked very young, like infant child. And they were on the side of the road. And to save the details of the story, I was stopping and I was like, oh, hey, you know, you know what's going on? Why are you guys on the side of the road? It's blistering hot outside. You know, can I get this baby some water? Can I get you some water? Can I get you anything? And it was like, oh, hey, no, I'm just over here trying to, you know, he told me a story. You know, I wasn't buying the story. It didn't matter. I was just <laughs> like, how can we get the baby out of this heat, even if it's for a short period of time? I was like, hey, you know, they need to get um, some housing. So I said, okay, I'll put, um, I talked to my husband. Do you mind if we put them up for a little bit while they, um, you know, work whatever they got out? Details, not important. Can we just get the baby out? My husband agrees. So I said, okay. I went to a local place. I was by myself and I went to a local place and I asked, can I be cash for them to stay here for a little bit while they, you know, figure out what they have to figure out, but let them figure it out. Mm -hmm. So in the process of this, um, it was, I felt like I was set up to the point where the woman and the child 
were alone and there was a man and the man intimidated me to the point where I thought that I was in danger. I braced myself preparing to be robbed and possibly anything else that could have happened. I was extremely sad by the situation. I was frightened that that happened. But I think that was God telling me, hey, you know, you're trying to help, but you helping in the capacity that you are is very, very dangerous. You have to come up with a better way. So after doing that, I'm not a part of a large organization. Majority of the giving that that's done for us is we just do it. We see it and we do it. We give, we give, we give. There's there's nothing that we don't. It's just us. But I learned that, okay, wait, being a part of a bigger network is is important because to think that I could have been taken away from like my husband and my kids was like too much for me to stomach. And it really scared me. So I decided, okay, people in pain do desperate things. And no matter how great our hearts can be, the danger can still exist. So mm-hmm. I had to tap into my common sense and say, okay, this lone rider life is <laughs> not my thing anymore. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, a, I don't know the bigger organizations that give back to the homelessness. Like we volunteer at um, local food banks and pack food and things like that. But I don't get to actually interact with people doing it that way. So I don't know any on the ground organizations that allows us to interact with people and inspire people, learn from people, humanize people, respect people. I don't know many organizations that are kind of down in the dirt like that. Well, that's more of my style, but I think I probably need to find some more. Oh, you just, that's just, that just means you got to create it. <laughs> what? <laughs> that means I have to create it. Yeah. You're right. Mm-hmm. I know. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Yeah. You sexy. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, no, you just got to create it. You don't know if it's not there. That means this is for you to make. <laughs> You're right. Mm-hmm. Wasn't expecting that. <laughs> like, you just took me in. <laughs> Woo. Yeah. Mm. But yes. How much time have we... How much time is that? We're at 22. Oh, it's not even that long. It's not. Okay. You gonna wrap it up? No. Oh. Well, yeah, sure. I don't care. Well, I was just gonna say, I could come up with a topic but um uh it's gonna be a lot less okay it's a lot like more lighthearted because you heavy today um (laughs) but no listen so holidays are coming up everybody needs to start getting (laughs) you know their you know gifts and stuff you know early do it because you you really want to, but let me tell you something. So I get like a lot of, you know, people hit me up always talking about, you know, they want to get, uh, cause they know that I, you know, I have what I got. So they'd be like, Oh, how do I get a Xbox? How do I get a PS5? All these things. Cause you know, all these things are still kind of like really difficult to get mm-hmm. even a year later. So listen, what you have to do, listen, t- listen to me closely. If you are trying to get one, <laughs> 
If you're trying to get a hot item, y'all, a hot item that's not sold in the stores, I'm talking about when the stores may or may not get some. They only yes. get in about 10, and a line is about 500 people that have camped you, overnight. Yes. If you are a part of that community and you want to know how to get that Xbox, how to get that PS5, he's yeah. dropping the gems, baby. Go and give it to them. What they need to do. You have to sign up for stock alerts. You have to sign up for stock alerts. <laughs> You're not going to just go up in there and just... Get it. Get it. It's Yo, not going to work. It's not going to happen. It's and we, Let's just share our experience, okay. right? Because okay. we went to... Okay, so, babe, mm-hmm. who is the realest person on your team? <laughs> well, I only got one person on it, so... Who's, who is... I only got one other who person. Go, who go harder than me for no your body. stuff and Nobody. what you want? No, nobody actually you go harder than i do i'd be like uh who will make sure you get it come hell hot water whatever it is if you want it you but it, but yeah it's just like yeah yeah crazy. yeah go ahead go ahead anything necessary no, anything necessary yeah, no, i want it. so he wanted um a, a gaming graphics card details you know if you're interested in this stuff so what um graphics card hard to find you probably won't come by it there is a market marketing aspect to these graphics cards where you may be able to get one easier if you buy the entire system mm-hmm. uh, but that's going to run you that's mm. going to run you on that's top of the graphics card sure. so these graphics yeah. cards run about eleven hundred dollars but for resale you can resell them for about three thousand dollars <laughs> so very very difficult to get don't make many with the current pandemic there was issues mm-hmm. with um with manufactured pieces. So it was the scarcity was there. My husband wanted it. My husband was going to get it. Mind you, I'm pregnant. I'm pregnant. It don't matter. I was wobbling in and out of any store necessary. Call it any store necessary. Camping out anytime necessary. My husband was like, I'm tired. Maybe not. Get up. We going or I'm going by myself. I got my girlfriends like, yo, get sign up for this, sign up for this. If anybody get a hit, send it to me. And look, my whole team team on it. So basically we went to Micro Center and Micro Center. I had, we all signed up, whatever, long story short. After being pregnant and wobbling and camping out how we did, one of my friends got a hit, sent it to me. Hey, they got the graphics card. We were able to go in. Boom. Got the graphics okay. card. Right. So it takes people about a year to get this graphics card. My husband time. said he wanted it. We got it in three weeks. You might not never get it. <laughs> oh, yeah. You may not ever get it. May, even still to this day, you may I never mean, get it. You can get it, you know, resale, but nobody's doing that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Resale. Yeah, I'm not, I don't buy resale anything. <laughs> but, but long uh, story short, people may never get it. Yeah. Got it in three weeks. Yeah, it was... Pretty nice. But yeah, you got to sign up for stock alerts. You got to go on Twitter. Make sure you get uh, follow certain stock alerts. Like all right, they got certain pages for PS5 stock alerts, for Xbox, for graphics cards, for whatever the heck you want. You got to sign up and you got to get notifications to your phone. You sign up and don't get notifications. If you follow them, but don't get the notifications, you're, you're not getting it. You're not getting it because it's going to sell out whatever in seconds you get is going to sell out in and trust a me if you can have your payment pre uh, preset into your account you should yeah, because by the time you click it add it to your cart and pay for it like somebody can and stuff snatch like that. it let me tell you you're not getting you're not getting the shit you're not getting it <laughs> and then you gotta remember you're going up against humans and bots Amazon, and bo- sometimes humans are worse than bots okay <laughs> long story short it's, it's grueling um 
you got to have a lot of, sometimes you got to, I really realize about people, they're not hustlers for real. Like, they're not about to be out there pregnant. <laughs> we actually did get it it We actually got it a, P, what, a PS5 twice. Yes. Yeah, because we got one for me, and then we got one for someone else. What are you talking about? You don't remember? Oh, I didn't talk about that. I'm just saying oh, that okay. we were able to do it. So I'm saying that we're repeatable. successful this way. Yeah. We're successful with everything, though. <laughs> like, we get everything we like. We go for it. But I feel like people don't really got to hustle. Like, they just mm-hmm. see what's happening. They give up. And I'm like, why you give it up for three weeks straight? That was the only thing on my mind. <laughs> Night and day, we're going to get this thing. And you over here like, I mean, we really not going to get it. Every day, we're getting this 3080 Ti. It's happening. It's happening. You're like, well, we know, no, we're not. I'm, yes, we are. We the, are. Manifestation. It wasn't a Ti, Full effect. Though. Whatever the hell is that? <laughs> I think I'm the technical term for the shit. Okay, I didn't mean to say it like that. But yeah, long story short, sign up for Stock Alerts. Stock Alerts Twitter, is... You got to go on Twitter. You got to find the... If you want, if you really want that information, I guess I could like leave it in... Mm-mm, no promises because we don't be following through. Show notes. I got, oh, you I got, got the... Oh, okay. I got the list oh, you of do. all of them already. Okay. All right. We'll figure out how to share that. I forgot you already did. Yes. But, um, yes. Yeah, so stock alerts are threads where people update when shipments have been placed. I mean, when shipments are available and how you can order them. Yeah. Everybody gets updated at the same time in most mm-hmm. cases. So you have to be fast. You have to be deliberate and you have to be dumb fast. bank ready. Mm-hmm. Bank ready. You don't got time to go grab your car. Your car number, you can memorize it in your head. It needs to be copy paste. That's how quick you you need to be. If you like tried to get some, ever tried to get some like shoes or some concert tickets, all that stuff is just as bad, if not worse. Oh no, it's worse. (laughs) It's worse. It's because I'm like you're. You could actually end up getting the shoes. You may never in like in life. Like you may be able to get it. Like maybe 20 years later, maybe you get it. You're never going to be able to get these graphics cards again. Because they're not going to keep making them because the, the, the programming one. is different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like, that's one. it. Mm-hmm. That's going to be the end of your life. Like that. <laughs> you're, you missed out. You missed it. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um, all that to say, uh, uh, the holidays is coming. Be ready. And if your partner wants. Oh, I just found out on me who mm-hmm. we got the PS5 for. Because yes. at first I didn't know who you were talking about. I thought you were talking about <laughs> somebody else. What? Uh, oh, who I, doesn't matter? Okay. I was just saying. You did it twice. We did it twice. Oh, yeah. Okay, got it. All right. So this is also the season in which if you're in a relationship, you have to start dealing with, not dealing, but it's the season (laughs) of partners, parents, families, things like that. Oh, my gosh. Listen, (laughs) impressions matter. Yes. You want to set yourself up for success. So... Don't be like how I was when I first got married. I just didn't give a F. Give a F. Okay? Give a F. Make it easy on your partner. Smile. But make sure that the partner respects your boundaries too. But like, don't fight. Don't fight the good fight. Like, the family, the family. If y'all live far away from the family and, you know, holiday coming up and you're not looking forward to smile anyway. You know, don't complain. You know, if your mother-in-law ain't got no boundaries, this ain't my mother-in-law. Me and my mother-in-law be cool. But um, if you and your mother-in-law, y'all know y'all not getting along and stuff like that and you feel like she, you know, she's whatever she is. You know what I'm saying? Just just get through the holidays. Talk about it to her on Easter or something. Like, don't use Christmas and Thanksgiving to bring up your issues. Oh your issues. Oh, don't yeah, try to be get... right. You know, 
we have a lot of right fighting within the millennial generation. Like something's mm-hmm. right or wrong. Being right or wrong won't get you where you need to be. All right. You got to figure out what works and what doesn't work. Okay. Yeah. Right or wrong. Let's eliminate that from our diet this holiday season. There's no right or wrong. It's just what works or it doesn't work. Learn how to let people talk and just ignore it. Like just let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't fight nobody's sister. Don't fight your auntie. Don't cuss your mother out. Don't cuss him out. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Don't yeah. call your dudes. To, 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 don't, 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 don't hire no help. Eat the food. If it's nasty, just, That's just, just get a little tiny bit and smear it around a plate and That's then throw the plate away at the get end. Get a little tiny bit and you know smear it. I'm like, oh, play. you know, oh, I, I snacked, I snacked a lot on everything y'all had before oh, yeah. was there. I ate a you know little bit of everything. Leave, leave <laughs> the potato salad to Aunt Shirley. Let Aunt uh, Shirley handle the potato salad. Don't go trying to say, oh, I can do it. You can't. <laughs> you can't. Man, that's unfortunate. You go somewhere and the food not good. That's not, that's not, yikes. Suck it up. <laughs> do it for love. Okay? Okay? <laughs> Take care of yourself. Take care of them kids. We uh, we love y'all. Thanks for rocking with us. Decorate and your house. Decorate your house. Make sure you come up with nice family traditions. You mm. know, I love some traditions. We got to decorate our house. Yes, we <laughs> have to decorate. I'm super excited about it. Too bad I don't have a way to share pictures with you guys. But love you. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye-bye.